evening, everyone. Thank you for coming to another Bible study session. Um, today's reading will be from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 19 to 34. Um, but before we start, I'm just going to say a quick word of prayer, and then I'll go into the word. Father Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for today. We thank you, God, because everyone on this call has been ordained for today and that I know that you have a word in due season for everyone. Lord, I pray that as I speak, I do not speak in flesh or in my power, but that the Holy Spirit will speak through me and speak life unto your children. Lord, I pray that as we've come at your feet to learn and to, you know, to listen to you, Lord Jesus, I ask that you you meet everyone on this call at the point of their needs. Lord, you give them that word that they need to become activated, to become extraordinary in, in, in life and in, in everything that they do. Lord, I pray that I will become lesser and lesser and you will become greater and greater in me. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. So our... Bible reading will be taken from John chapter 1, verse 19 to 34. For those who were not here last week, so um, the Bible study sessions will be, we'll start out, we're starting off with the book of John. And so just going through a deep dive into um, the book of John, lessons, um, things that I stood out to me while I was preparing for the study. And then I end up giving summary points, like what, I'm, what I call extraordinary living tips that we can apply um, and use to, you know, live an extraordinary life, live a life that is supernatural, extraordinary um, in, in our day-to-day. So I'm going to just quickly read through the verse and then I would go into the teaching. So John 1, 19, this was John's test. So I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible, um, just, just in case anyone <laughs> wants to know that. Um, let me type that in the chat. Okay, that's fine. So um, this was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, who are you? He didn't deny it, but he, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. What then, they asked him, are you Elijah? I'm not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Who are you then, they asked. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. <laughs> what can you tell us about yourself? And then John said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, just as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, so they asked him, why then do you baptize if you weren't, if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? And then John said, I baptize with water. John answered them, someone stands among you, but you don't know him. He is the one coming after me whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Verse 29, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I didn't know him, but I came baptizing with water so he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he rested on him. I didn't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water told me, 
The one you see the spirit descending and resting on, NKJV says, and remaining in, on him, in him, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the son of God. So that was John. Um, so if we look at um, John chapter um, from verse 19 to 28, basically the summary of the story is that the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to come question John. You know, this guy was doing something that had never seen done by like a regular person um, who wasn't like a proclaimed prophet like Moses, Elijah in the Old Testament. So they sent their best and the holiest church members like to him. <laughs> so the Levites and the priests are like the holiest people in the temple. So can you just imagine the, the gravity of the situation, they had to send their best <laughs> to go meet John. And then so sending them also meant he couldn't lie to them because of their position. So the reason why they sent the Levites is because based on the law and you know the Jewish law, the Levites, they, are, they have the holiest role. Um, sorry, okay. They have the holiest role. Um, and as a result, they sent them to him so that John would do like lie because he, if he lied, he had it had like implications based on like the Jewish law and tradition. So they and and then John answered them, "Oh, I, I'm not the Messiah. Like I'm not." They asked him again, "Are you Elijah?" So they were referring to the prophecy in Malachi four, verses five to sixteen that Elijah was going to return. But I'm not even going to go into go into details on what that means. But they were just asking him, are you Elijah? Are you Moses? Are you a prophet? And he said, no, I'm not. Because they, they thought he was they were referring to him as Moses. And they kept asking him, who are you? Who are you? And then finally, and so you see in verse 23, John says, I am a voice of, I'm a voice of the one crying out in the wilderness to make straight the way of the Lord. Basically, he was saying that I'm the forerunner of Christ, just as the prophet Isaiah um had said in the bible so in the book of isaiah um malachi and the book of isaiah we see the prophetic word saying there's a there's the anointed one is coming who is going to take you you know take the sin of the messiah so the jewish people have been waiting for the messiah for over 490 years um before um well over 400 years before jesus came um before he was born and then so we see that he says says he was saying, I was a foreigner, just as the prophet Isaiah said. So in verse 24, they asked him, why are you baptizing if you're not the Messiah? You're neither Elijah or a prophet. Because in those days, only prophets, prophets could baptize people into God by following them. So the, what John was doing was new and they couldn't understand why he was baptizing people in water when he was not a prophet. <laughs> like an official as, as the law of, um, as in the law of Moses. So for example, the children of Israel were baptized into Moses as they, as they appointed leader when they crossed the Red Sea. So that's an example of how back in the days, people were baptized into their prophets. Um, and then in verse 26, we see that John said, I baptize with water. What John was telling them was that I, God is doing a new thing there's a new dispensation of God coming upon the earth. 
which is the dispensation of the kingdom. And so the fact that I'm baptizing in water is a new thing that God is doing. And we're also living in similar times where God is doing a new thing on earth. 2020 was the beginning of the, the shaking of the world to, to, to set us into this new world, this new dispensation of God that is about to come heavily on earth. And, and then John was saying, there's someone here, literally someone among them. So the picture here is that Jesus was already born, right? So Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30 after John the, ba John the Baptist baptized him. But Jesus, the Messiah that they waited for was already living amongst them, <laughs> right? He was already living in their community, but they didn't know. So he was saying that he's right here, but you don't know because Jesus was laying low. You know, it was just after the age of 12, when he went to the temple and his mom was like, what are you doing, <laughs> boy? What are you doing? <laughs> you shouldn't be out here. Jesus went back for the next 18 years in so-called in a wilderness season where he just stayed, built character. The Bible says that, and Jesus grew in strength and favor. So he built character. He became the Jesus that we, that we know today. Um, and then like he stepped into his, the fullness of his identity, basically. He was always Jesus, but he stepped into the fullness of his identity. And he's saying that this person will do greater than baptize you in water, which I am doing. He will baptize you in the spirit of God. And that even I, myself, John, I am not worthy to tie his sandals, which was the lowest form of work. And doing that is literally being humble. So, so John was emphasizing that like, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandal. This is how great this, this man is. And the Bible now says all this happened in verse 28. All this happened in Bethany. So I looked up the, the distance between Bethany and Jerusalem, where these people came from. It's approximately 6,330 miles from Jerusalem. So these guys, the priests and Levites, they came over 6,000 miles. And you know, back in the days, they used to walk just to be nosy. Basically, they came all the way to find out what's happening. What is, what is this new thing? And that is also a point for us to notice that when God is doing something new in your life, people will find you. You don't need to find, they will find you because they heard and they came. So they will find you, even if they have to travel 6,000 miles to find you, they will find you. Um, so from this text, some of the um, revelations that came to me during reading this text is, people would always want to question your identity, asking, who are you? They would even travel all the way to find you. Distance is no issue for those seeking to justify their disbelief in your identity or even those who actually really want to know you for who you are. So if you don't know who you are, you will not know how to answer this question. John the Baptist knew how to answer this question because in Luke chapter 1, verse 13 to 17, the angel told his mother who he was going to be. So John the Baptist grew up and lived in the knowledge of his identity and in his purpose. So in Luke chapter one, the angel said, Elizabeth, your son is going to be a foreigner. He's going to, he's going to baptize people. He's going to prepare the way for the Lord. He's going to grow up in the wilderness. Basically everything that he needed, his purpose and his identity. So when, when the Pharisees, 
when the Levites came and they were asking, who are you? John was able to stand in his identity. He wasn't confused. He wasn't saying, I'm not sure. Oh, I think I might be Messiah. So it's very important for us to, under, to know our identity in God. Who does God say you are? What is your purpose in God? Because if we look at John the Baptist, his purpose was in God because he was preparing the way for Christ. So everyone has a purpose in Christ. So it's important for us to know why we're born so we don't fall into this identity crisis trap, which is literally the biggest, one of the biggest challenges in the world today. A lot of people have identity crises. And so God is saying, we need to, the way, just the way John the Baptist's mom, Elizabeth, had literally like the, John's identity and his purpose, we need to ask God, now we have access to God, and say, God, what is my identity and what is my purpose? People will not only question your identity, but they will want to compare you to someone else. They ask John, are you Elijah? Are you the Messiah? Or are you the prophet? So, the, so being sure in our identity allows people who, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you're just like so-so-so person. <laughs> no, the answer is no, I am me. I am me. But you can only be, be confident in that when you understand your identity and your purpose. The, another point I, I, noticed, I kind of picked reading this was that people would also question your authority to do certain things God has called you to do. So, for example, you might be, you know, you are working, you know, a lot of people here are like in professionals, you are work and you've been given this role in your position. And then you have people who question what you do at work. So, but you wouldn't be confident in your answer if you're not confident in who you are. This is why we need to solve our identity issues so that when people are questioning your authority to do certain things, you can respond in the right way. So, the fo so focus on the goal, which is doing the work God has placed in front of you, but rem and, and remembering that everything we do is as unto the Lord. This is why it is very important to know who God has created us to be so that we don't get swung up and down like a pendulum. The Jews didn't know the Messiah was in their midst because during this time, Jesus was laying low. So this is another point I want to bring out. Jesus, for 18 years, Jesus was in, in a quote-unquote wilderness season. He was building, he was in the character built what people call wilderness, where things are not going like, you know, you're not boiling, you're not living your best life, so to speak, or like, you know, life is just a bit, you're not sure what's happening. People call it the wilderness, but I like to call it the character building stage. Jesus was in the character building stage and hadn't officially launched his ministry to the public, which today we can call platforms, social media, and all this you know, YouTube, all these social media platforms out there. He was probably doing little miracles at home, but not really showing himself in his town, which is why the people in his hometown couldn't believe that a Messiah could, in quotes, a regular human being could come from a town like Nazareth. So the reality is when you are in your character building stage, where you are in that stage where God is shaping you to become the person and you're stepping into your identity, Remember, that's wilderness is like the identity formation stage. People will not, people will just think you're regular. People will not know what you're about. And it's okay because there's a time for an announcement. Jesus' first public sighting would be in Cana, turning water into wine, when his mother prompted him to use his gift. So 
we're going to talk about that next week. I really love that story because there's so many like gems within that miracle, that wedding in Cana. Jesus was, you know how like you've just been in like the wilderness season for so long where when it's time for God to, to manifest you or to bless you, you're literally like, you're confused. <laughs> so Jesus was, when he got to Cana, his mom was like, Hey, turn water into wine. And he was like, um, woman, it's not my time. So he was, he was, he was, he was already comfortable. So you can get comfortable in the wilderness. You can get comfortable being comfortable. Um, or you can get comfortable being uncomfortable because the wilderness season is not a comfortable situation. And then so his mother, like, wake up, it's time, it's time to use your gift. And so there's always a time after the character building stage. That, that someone, either God himself or somebody who you're serving under would activate you to manifest. So it is best to use our wilderness season. And this wilderness season can either be a long period of time or it can be short bursts of times, like maybe in between certain seasons of our lives where it's just, it's shaky, you are not sure. Those are wilderness moments where God is trying to build character for the next level he's taking us to. So it's best to just lay low, build character in private, and then wait for the need of that gift to develop within you, and then you can move public. So that's from 228. So if you look at from verse 29 to 34, so it says the next day John saw Jesus coming. So in this, so in verse 29, we see John recognizing Jesus coming towards him. John was able to recognize Jesus because God already told him to look, told him the sign to look out for. In the years John spent in the wilderness, I can only imagine all the information God would have given to John concerning his assignment as a foreigner to Jesus. So again, it was during his the time his time in the wilderness he knew um jesus he knew jesus he even knew that jesus came before him was at the beginning of the time because he said he said um sorry i'm trying in verse who takes away the sin of the world um, in verse 30, this is the one I told you about. After me becomes a man outside of me because he existed before me. So that's verse 30. During his time in the wilderness, which was the time character building, getting closer to God, you know, just that period of really understanding your identity and who God has called you to be and your purpose in general. He was able to see that, wow, I'm here to serve Jesus. Jesus actually existed before time. So this period is shouldn't be, we should we should embrace it. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and he understood his role in the picture, that he is not the Messiah, but a foreigner for the Messiah. So there are a few lessons here that we can note. We are, we are only able to recognize our assignments as it relates to your purpose as disciples of Christ when we spend time with God. The wilderness season, those times in your life where you're just, everything just seems like, uh, I don't know what's going on. The best thing to do is to spend time with God. It is in the place, it is in this place we get details on what to look out for, just like John got details on how to recognize Jesus. This is where God tells us, mm, this is the next position you should apply for. This is how you should, this is how you should, um, this is what you should do for your presentation. This is, 
this is who to contact on LinkedIn or whatever, right? So it's in that place we get such detail. Then you won't be surprised when some opportunities show up because you have been given signs to look out for. Another point is many people run from the wilderness seasons of their life, but it's in the wilderness season character is built, your identity is formed, and you get to know God personally before he announces you. In Luke chapter 1, verse 80, it says, and this is about John the Baptist, so the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the wilderness till the day of his manifestation to Israel. The wilderness was what made John the Baptist strong in spirit because there was no distraction <laughs> from anything. Now we have like, there's distractions, like just like the next thing, like, and the distraction is the biggest tool of the enemy in this season. How you spend your time is going to, is going to be very important in how, in who you're becoming. If you spend a lot of time on social media and they don't have time to, to start becoming who you are, if you, if you spend a lot of time on social media and not spending equal time in becoming who God has called you to be, in becoming the motivation that, other, that you are seeking outside through social media, then it's not a good thing. So this is a season Actually, now with COVID lockdown, it's a season to really spend time and get to know your identity. And it's, um, and he stayed there till it was time to publicly announce him to Israel. In fact, prior to this verse in Luke 180, John was called John, but then after Luke 180, he was called John the Baptist. So what that means is that after you go through your identity change, the Lord announces you with a new identity, the new way people see you. You just start noticing that people start seeing you differently. That is the new identity and the identity that God has planned for you from the about your life from the foundations of the earth that he reveals to you. So don't despise the wilderness season. It is where you get strong in God. You would also see a similarity in the announcement of Jesus. John announced him to Israel at baptism. So Jesus was also in a wilderness season and he was announced at baptism. So if you go back to John chapter 1 verse in verse 31, it says, then John says, I do not know him. Meaning what he was saying was that I have, I didn't, I, I hadn't met him prior to this day. So if, so John and Jesus met in the womb, but after that, John was taken to the wilderness. So he, he's not even about that city life. Jesus grew up in the city, you know, city boy doing his carpentry work with his father, whatever. John was like, in the in the woods, <laughs> very much about that adventure life. And so they had him met, but because he was taking him to the wilderness, right? Um, and so what John was saying is that this baptism was to reveal Jesus, which again, what I mentioned, there's always an announcement that happens once your identity and your, you know, your purpose has been kind of, you have a good idea and a good grasp of it. And then Jesus had to be baptized based on the law. So because the law required baptism, Jesus also had to go through that process. So Jesus didn't say, because I'm God, I won't obey the law. So this is a point to know. Just, be, just putting it out there, we are not above the law of the land because if Jesus himself, could, who is God, had to go through baptism, no one is above the law of the land. So God used the law to reveal Jesus. And then the sign that John the Baptist was referring to 
So when when he talks about the Holy Spirit descending on him, had been revealed to him by God um, that he would use to recognize Jesus, was that the Spirit would descend on him from heaven like a dove and remain upon him until baptism was over. So this is verse 32. And it says, this will be the sign that this man, Jesus, and he's the one that baptizes in spirit. Basically, what he's saying is that John's spiritual eyes were open to see. So, so just, okay, let me just paint a picture. Can you, so just imagine being like at the beach and then you are John the Baptist and there are a lot of people on the beach. And then there's one person that is the Messiah. Like, how do you recognize that person? What John did, because he had that prior knowledge, the Lord told him that when you see the dove as descend, rather remain in him, he didn't leave him, it actually went in, remain in him, then you will know that he's the Messiah. So what he did was spiritually, the Lord opened his eyes to see out of the multitude, the one who the spirit didn't just descend, but also remained in him. So let me break it down. Let me unpack that a little bit. When you're in close relationship with God, God will show you things other people can't see. So John the Baptist was a witness to this incident in addition to God in heaven and Jesus on earth. And he confirmed the witness law. So, so the Bible says, and I became a John said I became a witness. So he confirmed the witness law. But the deeper, deeper revelation in this verse is that because John saw the evidence of the sign God gave him to recognize Jesus among the crowd, he believed and he testified that he was the son of God. Because the spirit ascends on someone one time doesn't mean that God lives in them. So Holy Spirit, help me. So basically, in baptism, the spirit would always descend on everybody. So if you get baptized, the spirit will always descend on, on you. But what God was saying is that, because he said, the spirit will descend on him and remain in him. So it's possible for the spirit to descend on you and not remain in you. The fact that the spirit remained in Jesus is because, of course, he is God and houses God. So the spirit remained in him. And this was how John was able to recognize him as the Messiah. Um, so it is possible that the spirit will ascend on someone one time. Doesn't mean that God lives in them. The spirit must remain in them. And this is why the and statement was used. So with Jesus being fully God and fully man on earth, the spirit descended to fulfill the man part and the spirit remained because he is God. This is how John was able to differentiate him because during baptism, the spirit descends on us which is a symbol of resurrection from death to life. However, the Holy Spirit gives, gives, the Holy Spirit gives us lives, so he descends to resurrect us from death to life. There are things that happen in the spirit realm when we undergo baptism. So this is just like a picture of what happens when you get baptized. So when you go into the water and come out, the Holy Spirit descends on you, but there's an extra step. The spirit must remain in you. The remain part is where a lot of us miss out on. The remain part, the part where the spirit remains in you, lives in you, is what differentiates disciples of Christ. Because the spirit living in you means that you carry God with you wherever you go. It means that you're developing a relationship with God. You're studying the word of God. You're doing Bible study like you are doing today. Your life must reflect God. So John was looking at God because the spirit was in Jesus at that moment and, the, and his life was reflecting God. 
This is how we can become extraordinary and supernatural humans. This is how people can recognize God in us. This is how we can stand out. Jesus was able to stand out from the crowd because not only did the spirit descend on him, the spirit remained in him. The Holy Spirit is our, is our I call him, is my best friend, is our extraordinary tool provider. He's the one that makes us stand out. So how do we stand out? Um, in our workplaces, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives you ideas, gives you things that your coworker would never ever think about. You know, these are these are practical ways we can leverage the Spirit being in us. However, for the Holy Spirit to be active, it has to be in us. We have to have it, you know, develop this intimate relationship with God through studying His Word, which is what I'm doing with this Bible study session. It's to teach us how we can you know, how we can develop a relationship with God and not just merely reading the Bible, but understanding it and understanding that it is a tool for us to live a successful life. Um, so a few things to note about this is that it's important to understand your identity and purpose so that you know the role that you play in the grand scheme of things. You must know when to be humble and to stand under somebody's authority and when to stand in your own authority. As soon as Jesus arrived in verse 30, John the Baptist immediately knew he was under Jesus's authority. So what this means is that as we go through life, there are times where we need to step down under a higher authority, especially the sp in spiritual authority and even authority of the people that God has placed um, on top of us. So, for example, our, our bosses, um, our leaders, uh, you know, our presidents, we must all like put them under the authority. And then we must know when it's time for us to stand in our own authority. So when it's your own platform, yeah, you can do whatever you want. But when you're serving under someone, when you're working under someone, we need to serve under their authority. Um, so that is, and then with all that, John the Baptist was like, I have seen, so verse 34, which is our final verse, I have seen and testified that this is the son of God because John was a witness God himself was a witness. Even Jesus was a witness of what was going on. And the, the law of the witnesses, um, of the witness in the, in the law of Moses, the time of Moses, is that where two or three witnesses have evidence, then it's, that's facts. So in that, in that moment, it was, it's a factual thing. It is being testified that Jesus himself is the son of God. So a lot of people are like, oh, we're not really sure, we're not really sure. The experience with John the Baptist and God and Jesus himself was enough evidence to show that Jesus um, is the son of God. So in summary, there are some few points that I would like us to um, note. Again, just wrapping up. So we're done. I'm just wrapping up. Is know who God has called you to be. Know your purpose in him. John knew both. So if you look at, you can look at Luke chapter 1, verse 13 to 17. Um, if you want to like just dig deep into that. Knowing your identity and purpose allows you to stay focused on the goal. It prevents you from falling into the comparison trap and also the trap of the naysayers. The second um, summary point is do not neglect the wilderness season. This is where character is built and purified. This is where mindset is transformed, identity and purpose in God is revealed, and your strength in God develops. The third point is do not be in a hurry to manifest your new identity. 
a lot of us are going to be going through identity transformation during this season. Do not be in a hurry to to post, you know, to talk about it. Let 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 the work be done fully within you. Serve and be faithful in the little while in the wilderness. And when it is time, God will bring more when he sees you are faithful with a little. So do not self-promote yourself. Do not promote self-promote. Let God promote you. Someone would always announce you when the time is right. The Bible says in Luke chapter 14, verse 11, that God humbles the proud and exalts the, um, and exalts the humble. So we want God to exalt us. So we stay humble. The fourth point is God is always doing something new, especially in a new dispensation like this. And the only way you can know what he's doing so you can stay plugged in into what he's doing is like John the Baptist is to be in close relationship with God. If you're not in close relationship with God, you're going to see that people are moving and you're wondering, wait, what's happening here? It's because actually we believers if you find really strong believers that are moving and it's almost like I said, they are flying is because they're in close relationship with God. The spirit is in them and not just in them. They're also being led by the spirit. So they're able to, to plug into what God is doing. So God only revealed these things to John while in the wilderness, when he was spending time with him, I cannot overemphasize the time spent in the wilderness. It's not a bad place to be. You should know when to be humble and to stand. So the final is you should know when to be humble and to stand under someone, someone's authority, when to stand and when to stand in your own authority. This is very important in the concept of spiritual and earthly authority. We honor our leaders, our bosses, our managers, just as we honor God and those in spiritual authority over us. Finally, the Holy Spirit living inside of you is what makes the difference. He is the difference maker, the game changer the extraordinary life giver, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our best friend and is the one that would enable us live an extraordinary life in each stage, in each season, whether you're in the wilderness, whether you're in the valley, whether you're at the mountaintop, whether you're transitioning between seasons, it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes a difference in our lives and allows us to stand out. So that is um, the summary of today's reading. I hope you were blessed. I hope at least a word was for you in, you know, in this session. Um, so just going to a time of prayer now. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for a beautiful session. We thank you for coming here and just teaching us yourself. Thank you for speaking through me, speaking through everyone on this platform. We thank you, Lord, for the interaction. We thank you, Lord, for the community. Lord, I thank you because you are indeed doing a new thing. You are making a way in the desert. Thank you, God. Lord, in my own power and my authority, but I come in the name of Jesus under the authority of the Most High. I come not in my righteousness, but in the righteousness of the Holy Spirit. I come as a servant of God that has been that has been anointed and commissioned to do this work. And I, today, I declare that God will reveal his identity to everyone on this call. And he would also reveal, their, every, God will reveal your identity and purpose to you by the power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you, God, that you would reveal everybody's identity and their purpose in you. What their plan is, what their plan is in your grand plan, you revealed it to them. Lord, I declare that God will refine your character 
so that you will become more like Jesus and that you will go you will grow strong in the spirit of God and that the Lord will build you himself into your identity until your identity is birthed and manifested and your purpose is revealed to the world i pray that the lord will build you himself until your identity is birthed and manifested and your purpose is revealed to the world i declare that the holy spirit will reside in you because your body is the temple of god and the lord himself will make your body will make your heart a temp a place that he can reside in permanently your heart will be so conducive for god because your heart will just will be one with god and that the holy spirit will lead everyone into the new move of god for their lives in this season that whatever god is saying and is leading lord we pray for guidance in finding identity and purpose father lord we pray that you bring clarity lord i pray that you open the eyes of the hearts of everyone on this platform to see and hear what you're saying concerning their identity and purpose oh god why you created them why you built you brought them on earth why they exist why they are still alive today in this time the bible says that you were made for such a time as this everyone on this platform is made for such a time as this because the lord himself says money go anoint me go raise go raise half human have divine disciples for me go raise people who in the marketplace they are just supernatural everyone is just wondering how they are doing it and lord i pray as part of this mandate lord that lord you will reveal their identity to them that person you have called them to be that you provide clarity crystal clear clarity oh god in the name of jesus and i also declare that the lord will give us patience to wait on god and that the holy spirit will teach us to quickly learn what we need to learn even in the wilderness season so that we can grow exponentially into the fullness of our identity in god as we go through our different wilderness season in life whether it's a long time a short time lord i pray that you give us the patience to wait on you you give us the ability to quickly learn so that we can grow into the fullness of our identity in you i also pray that you give us a humble heart that will not fall into the trap of self promotion and that we will not miss out on what god is doing we will not miss out on god exalting ourselves but we would exalt god because we know that the greatest announcement is when god announces us because he gives us great authority that no man can take away lord i pray that you give everyone the, on this platform a humble spirit that they will wait for god to announce them because when god announces them hmm, there's no man <laughs> no man that can denounce caliber sandariba lord i thank you lord i thank you because the authority has been given oh god by you on your children and no one can take it away lord i pray for everyone here that you meet them at the point of their needs and as they and as, as they have as they have sat today to learn from you to feast on your word that they will not lack daily bread i pray that everyone on this platform lord you will provide supernaturally naturally and provide daily the bread of life provision day to day i pray that every day as they wake up that you will daily provide them with benefits every day as they as the sun rises the sun will speak favor unto them every day as the, as the sun sets the night and the moon will speak favor to them i decree and i declare that the sun will not smite you by day 
nor the moon smite you by night that lord the day will speak unto unto day and it will speak favor for you i pray that the night will speak knowledge to you that even as you lay your head god will bring clarity through dreams god will bring clarity through visions i pray that the lord will quicken your mind and your heart this season into the things that he wants you to do for this year the things that you will do in 2021 that will be as a seed for the years to come that will yield fruit that everything that everyone on this platform does this year will not be in vain in the name of jesus lord i thank you because it is well with our soul lord i thank god because this work that you have started you are faithful to complete it we give you all the praise we thank you god father lord we thank you we give you all the praise lord we pray for the spirit of discernment lord lord we pray the bible says and the lord will anoint our eyes with eye salve revelations revelation um i can't remember the verse but in revelation it says the lord will anoint your eyes with eye salve lord i pray in this moment that you anoint everyone's everyone here their eyes with eyes out that they will be able to discern the things of god they will be able to you would open their spiritual eyes to see lord you would take them to a next level of relationship with you everyone that is desiring deepness of relationship lord i pray that you renew a right spirit within us you renew a right spirit within everyone here oh god and lord a spirit that can host the things of God that Lord you will open the eyes I decree and I declare that the eyes of the heart of everyone is flooded with light and there's clarity in the name of Jesus Father Lord I thank you Lord I thank you for who you are and for what you do Lord I thank you because it is well with everyone on here thank you God in Jesus name we have prayed Amen